You can take a self-care bubble bath every single night, but if you're not truly honoring yourself, those bubbles won't change a damn thing. Join me in this special Valentine's Day episode where I share what it really takes to honor yourself. In this episode, you'll learn why self-care alone won't save you, what it looks like to honor yourself, why most people, and this includes you, live outside of their bodies, the importance of regulating your nervous system, and how to start listening to the divine intelligence of your body wisdom. Now, as a reminder, my book, Potent Leadership, is available on Amazon and Audible. Be sure to grab your copy today at potentleadership.com. And whether you are a loyal listener or you're brand new to Potent Truth, please take a moment, just hit pause right now and download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Every single download rating and review helps me out a ton. So please do me a solid and get that done today. For those of you who have already done that, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now it is time to learn how to truly honor yourself. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion, and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth, where today's leaders, changemakers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremon, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. Hey leaders, and welcome to another episode of Potent Truth. But first and foremost, happy Valentine's Day. Now, whether you love this day, hate this day, think it's just another Hallmark holiday, it is what it is. And what's super interesting is all the fucked up pressure and nonsense that we put in to this day. Okay. Think about it. The pressures that we put on ourselves to be in relationships, the pressures that we put on ourselves to love ourselves, the just the pressures that we feel from society about what love and relationships need to look like. It's, it's fucked up. But here we are, another Valentine's Day. And no, this is not like a Valentine's Day special. However, I am kind of keeping to the theme because uh, <laughs> it is Valentine's Day. Um, I remember before we dive in, I remember being that kid in elementary school. And I don't know if this 
was the case in your elementary school, but we used to make these like paper plate, um, big envelopes or kind of like mailboxes out of paper plates that would be sandwiched together. And we'd put that at the front of our desk so that on Valentine's day, everyone can drop their Valentine's day cards in each other's little baskets. And very early on in elementary school, they encourage you to give everyone a Valentine's day card. Right. And so your parents would have you (laughs) create Valentine's day cards for everyone. And then the older you get, the more selective you become. Some people don't deserve a Valentine's day card. Some people don't get a Valentine's day card. And even as a child, I remember feeling that pressure of like, oh my God, how many Valentine's day cards am I going to receive? Because back then I was the Indian kid in school with a big fat caterpillar, unibrow glasses that touched my cheeks. Um, at some point had braces and neck gear, just, you know, a, a funny looking kid, not very popular with the boys, always striving to be popular. And I remember going into junior high school and that's when the pressure really got out of hand, right? Because they would do, I mean, I don't know if they did this in the U S but in Canada, a lot of the schools would do, um, like you could, you could order, roses or chocolates or teddy bears or balloons to be delivered during a certain block in school on Valentine's day. And so people would place their orders. The money would go to like student council or some bullshit like that. And I remember all the girls like waiting in class, like who's going to get a gift. Who's going to get the rose. Who's going to get bears. Who's going to get the chocolates. And of course I rarely, if ever got them. (laughs) Again, I was a little awkward looking. However, there were a few Valentine's days that I remember in high school getting something and thinking to myself, oh, thank God. Thank God I got something. This is the pressure that I'm talking about. The, the weird fucked up societal pressure that we put on ourselves to, to be in a relationship, to, to be at a certain point in our lives in our love lives on this specific day of the year. It's crazy. And we get to offer ourselves the grace to just be where we're at with everything. So relationship or not, today's episode is for you. So I don't want to make this corny. Okay. I don't want to make this about self-love, self-care, bubble baths, and all the things like, that's not what I want to talk about. I do want to talk about honoring yourself because this is crucial in my opinion, crucial for leadership. And before I go there, I think it's important to share for those of you who don't know, When I first started coaching in 2014, yes, I've been around a long time. um, I emerged into the coaching space as a self-love coach because at that time, that was something that I felt was needed. It was something that I, I truly 
owned my expertise in. And within a year, I built mass amount of credibility as a self-love coach. I mean, if you search self-love coach on Google, my name would show up on the first page. I grew a Facebook group organically to almost 5,000 members within a year and started hosting events around LA with great success. So I started in this place of self-love And I have continued to evolve from that place to where I am today with potent leadership. But let me tell you, as corny as it sounds, self-love is always there. It's always present. It's always necessary. And it's the thing that we're never taught. I mean, it's nice to see that our generation and the generations to come are actually starting to value the importance of this. Um, but for us and generations past, like we were never taught. So the truth that you need to realize, and this possibly includes you is that most people don't love themselves. Most people don't even think about that love. They just think about wanting to be loved, wanting to be liked, right? You want to be loved by your audience. So you people please, so you show up in certain ways, so you perform, so you pretend you wear masks, you do and say what you think your audience wants you to do and say all as a desperate attempt to gain their love and acceptance. But this really comes down to you not really loving yourself. The relationship with self is the most relationship you will have in your entire life next to your relationship with spirit, God, creator, whatever you want to call it. Your relationship with self serves as a foundation for everything in your life. It serves as a foundation for your relationship with other people. It serves as a foundation for your life, for your leadership, for your business, for your movement, for your purpose. How you feel about yourself and how well you know yourself will seep into every aspect of your being in every aspect of your life. And to be brutally honest, you cannot expect others to love and honor you if you don't love and honor yourself. This is why it's so important to honor yourself. So what does honoring self look like? Well, For today's episode, I created a little acronym. I rarely do this because I hate confining myself to a set of letters to create something, but I really landed on something that I thought was pretty fucking clever and super on point. So honoring self looks like sovereignty, embodiment, love, and fulfillment self. Do you get it? (laughs) S-E-L-F. Okay. I move on. So let's talk about what that actually looks like, right? Because again, we're going beyond the bubble baths and the spa dates and all of that self-care stuff, because you can take as many bubble baths as you want. You can take a bubble bath every fucking night if you want, but if you're not truly honoring yourself, then there's no fucking point. 
the bubble bath just acts as a band-aid effect, right? You treat the symptom, not the wound, not the actual root cause. So honoring self is really about getting to the root of this relationship to self. And I start with sovereignty. And again, I've mentioned this on the podcast a few times. It's a buzzword. I get it. And it's so potent, right? Especially today. We live in a society and have lived in a society that has disempowered us for generations. We've been stripped away from the actual power that we all hold as human beings. And we've forgotten just how powerful we are. And so now we're just in this really interesting time for humanity where people are remembering. They're remembering the power that they hold within and they're reclaiming this power. So sovereignty is about reclaiming your sovereignty, your power, your potency, all the things that make you who you be. Even the things that society deems as wrong or not good enough or too much, it's about claiming all of this. It's about truly understanding what's best and most aligned for you. So how do we do this? Well, one, you got to cultivate a sense of self-trust. So we've again, for generations, place so much trust outside of ourselves, in the authorities, in other people, in different modalities. We've done this so much and so often that we've forgotten how to trust ourselves. This is why it's important to learn how to cultivate self-trust. It's about leaning into that inner voice that is always speaking to you and always guiding you. And really listening and trusting that voice and following that voice's guidance. That is how we start to cultivate self-trust. The other piece to sovereignty is to know thyself. In other words, stay devoted to your inner work. The inner work isn't just this one chapter journey. It is the journey that you are on for your entire life. This is about being devoted to getting to know yourself on deeper and deeper levels, to healing deeper levels of trauma, of wounds, of pain, of hurt, to expanding your mind, body, spirit, your heart center. It's about being devoted to your path, to your growth, and to your evolution. This is how we become sovereign beings. Now, the E in self stands for embodiment, which, surprise, surprise, is another buzzword. But what I mean by this is it's about becoming the embodiment of every single thing that you value, honoring and all while honoring the physical vessel that holds you. So the, the two go hand in hand. We need to honor the physical vessel that holds all of us and become the embodiment of everything that we value, everything that's really important to us. So how do we do this? Well, it's about understanding what you value and getting real about what you hold most meaningful in your life. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but the importance of knowing your top five values, it's so, so important. 
Because your values act as your framework. These are your non-negotiables. You base all of your decisions, your actions, your thoughts, your words off of what you value. And quite often, actually more often than not, in all the years that I've been coaching with all the leaders that I've had the blessing to coach, most people actually don't know what they value. They think they know. And deep down inside, when we start to do the inner work and uncover what's really there, they're often surprised about what it is that they really value. If you ever experience misalignment with a lot of your choices and decisions, that's a sign that you have no idea what you value. And you're probably running off of projected values, um, which in other words, are the values that were projected upon you as a child in your upbringing, perhaps even your partner's values, your family values. But you yourself have a unique set of values within you. It's what you hold most meaningful to you. So it's really important to uncover what that is because like I said, every single thought, decision, action that you take, make, create, are going to be based on what you value. So the more you understand what you value, the more you can embody these values in your being. The next piece to embodiment is being devoted to your physical vessel. Like I said, your physical vessel holds all of you. And most people, in my experience, most people are living outside of their bodies. There, there's actually a resistance to being in your body. And, and maybe this is true for you. Usually people are resistant to living inside their bodies because of some sort of trauma that they experience because they were shown or taught that it's unsafe to be in their body. So this is about becoming devoted to honoring that physical vessel through movement, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and yes, I'm talking about working out, exercise, and just any sort of joy-filled movement, dance, expression, whatever it is. Um, it's about nutrition. It's about devoting yourself to the well-being of your physical vessel by nourishing it with what it actually needs. And it's about health optimization, doing everything in your power to optimize your health. You know, this is where the baths and the sauna dates will come in, right? And the cold plunges and all the things. But really treating your vessel with the respect that it deserves, because this vessel helps you embody everything that you value, everything that's important to you. So that you want, you want to be the biggest embodiment of everything you value so that when people see you, when they're in your presence, there's no question about what's important to you. It's felt. I think um, an example of that for me is you know, I value integrity, I value health. And I'm pretty sure that's super obvious when you're in my presence. Um, but it's because these are two things that I really embody. So that's embodiment. The third piece to self is love. This is about leading your life with love and not with fear. Such an important reminder these days. Because whether you want to admit it or not, so many of us are actually operating in fear because of the collective energies. So we have to actively and consciously continue putting ourselves back into that state of love. It's about allowing your heart to lead the way, not your mind. It's about keeping your heart open and your armor down. 
despite your wounds, despite your past experiences, despite your fears and the uncertainty of the unknown, just to keep your heart open and keep your armor down. So how do we do this? Well, first thing is to really honor your nervous system through sacred practices and rituals. What I mean by this is we can often operate in fight, flight, or freeze, right? We become super reactive when we're in these states. So we have to bring our nervous system back into the state where we thrive, right? To bring that sense of calm that allows us to open our hearts and operate with open hearts. So this could be through breath work, meditation, hape rituals, prayer, whatever it is that you need to do to honor your nervous system. For some people, it's working out. Like for me, that's a big thing to honor my nervous system through moving my body. So whatever that looks like for you. Love is also about facing and healing your trauma. And I don't mean just going there and healing it once. I mean, continuing to heal the deeper layers of your trauma. Because anyone who's been in trauma work for long enough understands that there's just not a level of, there's not one level of trauma. There's always another level underneath it. And there's always an invitation to dive deeper. And then to really consciously focus on responding and not reacting to life. And that includes to other people, which includes (laughs) to people in your social media who may believe differently. This is about responding, not reacting. The final piece to self is fulfillment. This is about devoting yourself to what feels most purposeful to you, not to others, but to you. And this is focusing on cultivating a depth of fulfillment above all else, like above the money, above the abundance and wealth. This is about fulfillment, feeling a deep sense of fulfillment of fulfillment with your life and, and what you're doing and how you're serving in this world. So how do we do this? Well, one, you get clear on your purpose. And for some of you, you're like, shit, I'm not clear on that yet. Cool, right? But there's always something that we know. A question I always ask my clients is, what do you know for certain right now? And that's something you could even journal on. What do I know for certain about my purpose? And just start listing out what you know for certain, right? Our purpose is kind of like this masterpiece painting that becomes more clear as we continue evolving on our journeys. So just get clear on what you know of your purpose right now. Another piece to this is saying yes to experiences, opportunities, and people that leave you in a state of expansion and not contraction. So our bodies hold such divine intelligence and wisdom. Our bodies will tell us, they will speak to us when things are right, when they're not right, when things are aligned versus misaligned. And the quickest and easiest way to feel that is you will either feel expansion where your shoulders are back, your body feels relaxed, your chest feels open. Or you feel contraction where your shoulders kind of come forward in like a shrugged position. You feel tense muscles. You feel your heart closing up, your stomach tensing up. That is contraction. So start tuning into your body. Start listening to your body and trusting the guidance of your body. And just say yes to the experiences, opportunities, and people 
that leave you feeling a state of expansion in your body. And then finally, have the courage to let go of anything or anyone that leaves you feeling depleted. Your energy is sacred and it's yours to honor. And you can let people go. You can also create boundaries to honor your energy. But your energy is yours to honor. It's your responsibility. And when we, we can never feel a true state of fulfillment if we are feeling depleted or if we are in a state of contraction. Fulfillment comes from a state of expansion. It comes from a state of feeling energized, of feeling good in our bodies and in our nervous systems. So that's fulfillment. So as you can tell, this is so much more than just self-love and self-care and bubble baths. This is about really learning how to honor yourself and to do this daily. This is not something that you just do for a period of time and stop. Trust me, I have been there on the yo-yo train of honoring self and then going back to not honoring myself. And it gets really fucking exhausting. And I'm happy to report that I'm finally in a state in my life where my time for myself to honor myself is sacred. And I prioritize above all other things, including my relationship. Because if I honor myself, I show up better in my relationship. You also have to remember that you can't expect others to honor you if you don't honor yourself. This is your job. It's your divine responsibility to honor yourself. You are the foundation for your life, for your leadership, and your purpose. This journey that you're on, as much as you want to say it's about the people you're here to serve, it's about your movements, about your vision. No, it's about you. And the only person that can fully honor you is you. So remember to honor yourself daily. Thank you so much for joining me for a special V-Day episode of Potent Truth, where I'm taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. If you are tired of social media and you want to dive into more conversations about things that won't be censored, then join my Awake and Aware community on Telegram at Ruby Fremont dot com forward slash telegram. And if you have yet to grab a copy of my book, potent leadership, what the fuck are you waiting for? Go grab your copy today. You can get it on Amazon and audible, or just head to potentleadership.com. And if you have a copy of the book, please do me a solid and leave a rating and review on audible and Amazon. This helps me get the book out to more people around the world. And that is really my focus this year. And I would love your support with that. And of course, you can always help me out with this podcast. I've been doing this podcast for four years now. I'm in year five. I would love your support to get this out to more leaders around the globe. So be sure to download a few episodes right now and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Every single download rating and review helps get this podcast out to more people around the world. If you're interested in learning more about what it's like to work with me in one of my coaching and mentorship containers or in a combo ceremony, 
just head to my website, rubyframon.com for all the details. And of course you can connect with me on social media while I'm still there. My handle is at I am Ruby, or you can text hashtag potent truth to 1781-336-0160 to start receiving weekly potent reminders. Finally, I invite you to check back on Monday for a brand new episode of potent truth. Aho leaders.